time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. Now, here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Starting to enter the hot days of summer. So it's hot here in Central Texas. So good to have you back with us and listening to another Looking on Lending podcast. Again, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for you, mortgage professionals. We're so grateful to have you as our listener. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. You know, it's interesting. We get more and more realtors listening to our podcast, trying to find out what's going on. What are those mortgage lenders up to? Well, we welcome all of our realtors and builders, and also those considering entering the industry. This is somehow caught on within those in the finance departments of a number of universities. And we're just so grateful. So much fun to go into an office. I was in visiting my daughter at Willowbed Mortgage where she works. And I walked in the office. The, the receptionist said, oh, Mr. Lickin, I love your podcast. I go, really? And then another guy walks out. He says, oh, yeah, I just graduated. And I'm on an intern program. He says, our whole finance class listens to you. So it's like, are you kidding? That's so cool. It's a great way, folks, for those of you hiring new people into the industry to educate them. So be sure and turn them on to the podcast. I can tell you lots of stories about it, but let's get on into things. Again, the Hot Topics segment this week is with Camelia Martin, the head of industry and regulatory affairs, and Amy Moses, who is senior field marketing manager. They're both with SnapDocs. They're going to be talking in the Hot Topic segment about the spectrum of closing eligibility and how to power the perfect mortgage closing. Another thing that's really interesting for me, I think some of you may find interesting about SnapDocs, is they just did another major round of funding and they got a $1.5 billion market cap value already. I mean, this is really interesting what's going on with the valuations of the technology world. It's kind of nuts. But I got to tell you, I did not know anything about SnapDocs. But when I started hearing their story, I'm going, let's get that out of the podcast and let our listeners get exposed to all that's happening in this part of the industry. So focusing a little bit on the e-mortgage, the e-closings, the closing eligibility. So very good stuff. You'll enjoy the interview. It was one we recorded on Friday. I had so much fun doing this interview. And I will share more of that later. Anyway, if you haven't checked out interesting syndicate do so industry syndicate.com need to make sure i enunciate that several people said dave you speak so fast sometimes it gets biased so i know so much to say so many words and so little time anyway the mortgage bankers association we're grateful for their sponsorship as well as finastra whose fusion mortgage bot solution helps make decision parameters easier by streamlining the approval process and keeping your lending team compliant and efficient also lenders one in the Mortgage Collaborative. We're very proud to be a part of both of these co-ops. These two co-ops help lender and vendor members get closer to each other in the sense of getting to know each other in a closer relationship. So glad to be a part of both of them. Check out both of these two co-ops to see which one is right for you or do what we do. We belong to both of them. Also, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, CMLA. They do a great job with independent mortgage bankers as well as Indicom, Alice's old company. Partner and they partner with lenders and servicers and mortgage insurers and title companies to achieve one specific goal to help people grow. 
So anyway, could go on and on about what a great job they do. Also, we have Incelerate. Josh Friend will be coming on with us here shortly. Looking forward to sharing more information about how to engage the consumer more effectively and also going back and dealing with prospects and past customers. So Josh has got a great way of working on all of that. And I encourage you to be looped in on that interview that's coming up. Also, check out Incelerate.com. Also, Knowledge Coop. Very happy to work with Ken Perry and the team there, as well as Mobility Mortgage Market Intelligence, Mobility MMI, also Mobility RE, kind of one of the same company. One focuses on the real estate side, one focuses on the mortgage market intelligence. Very exciting, as well as Modex. Both Mobility RE, VentureLink, as well as Emotics, both of these guys have, it's a father-son team. I love stories. Family business stories are so fun. So Ben Turling at Mobility MMI has his dad working with him in the business. And also, so does Emotics family. The Larsons are together in this, the third, as well as Junior. Junior being the, the older guy my age. And uh, so it's fun to see what these family-run businesses can do for you. But by the way, check out both of these companies on our website, Look at our lending and look at our sponsorships. We use both of these technologies when looking at market intelligence, where to go, where to advise our clients to go. If they're looking for recruiting, we encourage you to use both when it comes to recruiting, but also looking at what's going on in the markets that you're in or considering going into. Finally, I want to say a special thank you to Rob, Les, Alice, Alan, and Matt for all of their contributions each and every week to the podcast. So let's get over to Rob Van Rapphorst with this week's MBA Mortgage Minute. Rob, what you got for us? Hi, I'm Rob Van Rapphorst. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, MBA and a broad real estate coalition sent a letter to President Biden applauding the administration for helping to stabilize the housing sector during the COVID-19 pandemic. The letter also urged the administration to sunset the federal moratorium on evictions on June 30th, 2021. MBA will continue to work with policymakers at all levels and continue to advocate for the quick and efficient distribution of rental assistance to assist tenants and landlords. Also last week, Freddie Mac issued a bulletin providing further details regarding its implementation of limits on deliveries of loans secured by second homes and investor properties. The bulletin requires lenders to limit their deliveries of these loans to 6.5% in July and 6% in August. Freddie Mac is, however, exempting lenders that deliver five or fewer such loans each month from these limits. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, good job, Rob. Appreciate that. We'll be talking a little bit more about some of this later in the podcast. Also, want to say, be sure to sign up for the MBA's Mortgage Action Alliance app, also known as MAA, M-A-A, as the MBA has set this up where you can on your smartphone have your voice heard. I'm on it all the time saying, yes, I agree with this and sending a notifications off to our representatives in the Hill. By the way, you also need to become a member of the NBA if you're not. You should be. We've got an upcoming annual conference. We're already setting up appointments. Can you believe that? It's not until October we're setting up appointments in June. Crazy. Started doing that in May. Anyway, that's just a little bit of a testimony how ready we all are to get back together in person. There'll be so much hugging at these conferences. And so come to the NBA conference in San Diego in October, get registered, get on it now. And I look forward to seeing you there. Let's get over to Les Parker with this week's TM Spotlight and his macro view of the markets along with his music parody. Les? TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. Anchors away for buying. Auctions afloat. 
As we expected, rates fell after the big rise in CPI, but many ask why. Last week's well-received auctions helped, but the bigger reason came from the Fed. It plans to sell its corporate bond ETF portfolio, which lifted confidence around the world in U.S. fixed income assets. The resulting climb in the dollar reduces inflation fears. Think about this. The Fed now holds more treasuries than foreign investors. Ultimately, that's problematic. But for now, bond bulls win. So don't be surprised with another one-eighth drop in rates. Who needs the ETFs? Fed's going to sell to break away. These views are my own. Join up today at tmspotlight.com. Just want to stand up and salute. Beth Parker, thank you so much for that update. Good job on that. So let's get over to Matt Graham. Talk about marching to a different drummer than what Les said. He said rates might drop, and we don't have that going on, Matt. I saw your rate alert update. Hey, relax our potential. What's going on? You did such a great job last week. I mean, you were really doing, you were on fire. Now this week, you're starting off with a rate alert. Come on, Matt. Well, you got to keep them guessing, Dave. So what's causing it? So last week, interesting stuff with the CPI. And Les touched on this a little bit. I'm going to add a little bit more to that. So if you didn't see it, very solid gains throughout the week. Monday was a bit of a misdirection play. And we were keeping an eye on 1.56 in terms of 10-year Treasury yields as a sort of floor. Yields had been consolidating, moving in a narrower range for several months now. And the most recent floor was the aforementioned 1.56. We bounced on that thing. I'm just counting on the MBS live chart here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times just in the month of May and then in early June and broke below that last Tuesday. So then CPI rolls along, consumer price index Thursday. I think there was a lot of focus building up to that report because we saw this big number, 3.8% core annual CPI. And just as a reminder to listeners, that's the number that the Fed in the long run wants to have around 2%. So if we have a 2% inflation target, a 3.4% forecast, which is what the forecast was heading into it, was pretty high. And given the propensity for that report to beat its forecast in the past few instances, it was really anybody's guess as to what was going to happen afterward. But as Les said, rates fell after a bigger than expected number. So it beat the forecast 3.8 versus 3.4. It's huge. It's the biggest core CPI number in more than two decades. And take that in conjunction with things like falling case counts, more vaccinations, other solid economic data. And the path of least resistance for rates is obviously higher, right? I mean, it wouldn't make sense for rates to do anything else. And that is exactly why rates fell because it didn't make sense for them to fall. It made sense for them to move higher. You have a preponderance of short positions in the bond market last week. Quite a bit fewer short positions now, and the way that all shakes out is by a short squeeze. You have people betting on higher rates, and they're doing that by buying at today's prices and hoping to sell when prices are lower. But then if something comes along and pushes prices higher, it really could be any random trade flow, then they're forced to cover those bets by buying bonds. That buying in turn creates a little bit of a snowball effect that forces the hand of the next trader in line. And before it, you have this short squeeze pushing yields rapidly lower and prices rapidly higher. A good amount of spillover to MBS, but it's mostly a treasury phenomenon. And that is really the big story behind the drop in rates last week. 
Also heading into the weekend, we pulled back and that was good evidence that those positions were being squared and we were getting ready to digest this week's big to do, which mm-hmm. will be the Fed on Wednesday. And yeah. so the Fed does eight announcements a year and four of those contain their updated economic projections. So those are March, June, September and December. So this one has those updated projections. You might hear people talking about the dots or the dot plot. So we're going to get an updated dot plot this time. And that seems to increase the volatility potential for a bond market reaction. It's good, 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 good. Love this. I'm I'm following you on the screen. So just real quick primer on this week's Fed announcement. Are they going to change rates? No. Are you going to hear talk about them changing some kind of rate? Potentially. They have something called administered rates, interest on excess reserves, RRP rates, and they may tweak those because of the influx of demand in the short end. And I think Les talked about that as well. Those would just be sort of housekeeping changes, and they might affect the Fed funds rate within its target range, but it's not an actual rate change. So don't be here. I'm talking about that. Are they going to say anything with tapering? That's highly unlikely. Remember, this is an announcement. It's not a reading of the Fed minutes. That'll come three weeks from now. And talk of tapering is more of a minutes kind of thing by the time it creeps in. They let it sort of creep in last time in this sense of we're talking about talking about it, but it's not yet time. (laughs) And then Paula said it's going to be this fall before they really feel like they have a good enough read to be able to pull that trigger. So we're really looking for Powell's press conference for any dialogue on the tapering conversation. And a special interest to us in the mortgage world is the fact that several Fed speakers have recently mentioned the housing market and MBS purchases as potentially being too much and sort of exacerbating the home value appreciation situation in conjunction, of course, with inventory, which is the big deal. Inventory plus demand plus Fed bond buying They think maybe, just maybe, if they buy fewer MBS, it might not have the same too much too soon effect on home prices. But we haven't heard Powell say that yet. I think last time he said something like, we're watching that, but he hasn't said they're going to do anything. I think if they do something with it, it would be more at the time when they taper, they might taper MBS at a different pace than treasuries, but that remains to be seen. If Powell said that, it would definitely hit spreads between MBS and treasuries. But if the overall bond market is moving in one direction or the other, then the mortgage market should likely follow, even if it's just not a suite of a victory or a slightly more bitter defeat. But really, Wednesday afternoon, 2 and then 2.30 p.m. for the rest of it, you get the announcement at 2, you get the press conference at 2.30. And looking for volatility that afternoon, Maybe see if we head back into the recent range or continue to press paradoxically toward lower yields. I think it could definitely go either way. Interesting. Are you ready for the lister question? Yeah, let's go for it. Matt, I am fairly new to the mortgage industry. I want to understand how the the markets move. What do you have? I'm in the trial period. Thank you for the LOL code. But I'm in the trial period and I am looking at how to understand all of this. What do you have for learning so I'm going to direct them to the learning tab, which is two, three tabs to the right of the dashboard tab on your screen. But talk about what you have up there and how you could help educate them on all the information that drives the financial markets and specifically. Definitely. Yeah. First off, great job, Dave. I mean, that's exactly the first place I tell people to go. So the learn tab has a couple videos there and you can click your level of familiarity on the left hand side when you get into that tab or at the top of the page and start by saying you're a mortgage pro who'd like to learn more. 
you get a longer, more thorough overview video. But back on the main dashboard page, there's also a knowledge base entry on the left-hand menu. And you click on knowledge base and you can go browse tons of articles. I would go all the way down to the bottom and look at MBS basics, see all 33 articles, read through those. In fact, even the mortgage rates section, it's a eight-part series and start with uh, mortgage rates 101 part one and go through those. That'll give you a great foundational understanding but all of those articles at the bottom of the knowledge base to learn about MBS stuff. Dave, one of these days, I need to just write a book on this. I have never done that because I feel like that's sort of disingenuous for somebody to claim they know enough to write the book on how to understand the MBS market if you're not Fabozzi, I guess. But anyway, Uh the knowledge base is the way to go. And if your question isn't answered in those articles, then just Give us a shout out with the contact us link on the left-hand side, and we'll make a new knowledge base entry or a new video and answer your question directly. We just want to throw in real quick, as a reminder, it should be daunting. If you're approaching this with the right mindset, it should look overwhelming when you open it for the first time, and it should seem like a daunting proposition to try to wrap your mind around all this. And all I can say is that's normal, and you just want to spend time with it. And I find it very useful to keep a journal of terms and Mm -hmm. ideas that I don't understand, write those down, ask somebody when you have a moment, send it in, we'll make another knowledge base entry for it. And that knowledge will build on itself. And over time, you'll find that, oh, hey, I've internalized this stuff and I'm incorporating it into the way I speak to my clients. And my clients instantly see that I really have this down and they want to work with me, even though my rate's an eighth of a percent higher than the next guy. So that's the way it's supposed to work. Good job, Matt. Love the system. Love the what you do up here. Several people, a couple other people said I use yours and Barry Habib's, and they go love both of them. And there's benefits to both. But I tell you, most important part: do something, become knowledgeable. What's the thing we're selling? We're selling money. We're selling interest rates. We're selling product. And how can you do that effectively or work in the industry if you don't understand it? Challenge people to learn more, and you do a great job, Matt. Thank you so much for being here, friend. Appreciate you so much. All right, man. Appreciate you. Can't wait. Let's get over to Alice Alvey. Alice, what you got for us to die? But so for my update. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, up. First of all, yeah, up. Rob Van Ram Horse, he announced about the Freddie Mac Bulletin, which is really packed full of stuff. He mentioned a couple of things in particular, but want everybody to go back and really make sure you deep dive that memo. One of the things I picked up on is our area median income limits. Those are now all going to be in the AUS effective this week. We got that announcement back in May, but now it's here. June 16th this week is when you'll see the AMI properly handled within DU and LP relationship to like your home possible and home ready mortgages. Let's see. Another thing I wanted to give everybody just a reminder of, and that is FHA's definition of affiliate. So FHA says in their QC guides that you must audit all affiliates on a biannual, twice a year basis. Well, if you think of the word affiliate like the rest of us do, you think of RESPA Section A and you think of financial relationships between companies. Well, with FHA, the word actually includes all vendors. And so FHA does expect that you're going to audit your vendors twice per year. Check them for LDP and GSA. Check them also that they're in compliance with any FHA requirements that must that they may be a part of, and that's anybody in the manufacturing process. So that includes your credit report, the work number, every little service that you're using along the way needs to be included in your twice yearly reviews. So heads up to everybody on that one, because I think 
that's not the normal definition of affiliate. It's one of those where you got to see the word, then go look up the definition to see who (laughs) they really mean, and then go back to the guidelines. So that's that. Then the last thing is just the new Refinance Now products are out. Everybody should be getting familiar with Fannie Mae's size. Freddie won't be rolling this out till August. So please, everybody, think Fannie Mae only right now. There are some underwriting differences just in general between the two agencies, and you don't want to be thinking you're going to be able to do Freddie Mac when you can't yet. So this is a great product for 80% AMI borrowers or less, and so that's a different segment of the population, but they really do get some good benefits. And I think lenders are still trying to figure out how they're going to get their appraisal money back if the loan doesn't close, which I don't think is going to happen. So that $500 credit Fannie is giving towards the appraisal, you're not going to get that back other than in pricing on a closed loan. So don't want to mislead borrowers that they won't be charged for an appraisal on the product unless your company's planning on covering all of them that don't close. So lots of great stuff about the product, getting that adverse market fee removed, But really great product. So hopefully we can all take advantage of that in the coming days in the market. And that's my update for right now, Dave. That's interesting. It's also the vendor part of it was really interesting because we were talking offline and you said, Dave, you're included. Consultants are included in this. And here's the defining factor, which I thought was so fascinating, is anyone that you issue a 1099 to. So that includes us. So your origination or servicing, right? And then it depends which type of audit you're going through. I just wanted to qualify that. If you go, oh, what about my Shreddit company, right? Well, they're not solely exclusive to FHA. They're not involved in the process. You're just utilizing it. So that's an example of not on the list. But Dave, if you're consulting for somebody on their process, then yeah, we would need to just check the FHA's requirements. No problem there. Got that. Check that box off. But I I go into that little extra definition, Alice, because I think a lot of people do not think that all the way through. And so good job. Appreciate it very much. Alice, thank you so much for being part of the podcast family here. Anyway, let's get over to Alan Pollack, who is here with us and get a tech update. Mr. Licken, not too much. You're going to be on a panel with Camille. I just was reading your message here a little bit ago. Yes. Next week, it's actually... I was going to mention it later in my segment, but it's called Disrupt or Be Disrupted, and it's going to be a great conversation. And we're looking to potentially maybe record a panel after the panel here for the Lincoln on Lending program that would include some of the folks. So that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be. Well, Matt was talking about docs, I think, earlier, and I'm not in his realm. I wouldn't be able to steer the boat, but if I heard you correctly, I've got dots too, and I was going to talk about them, so it's kind of funny, but different kinds of dots. So there is this thing out there called dot cards, and it's literally the size of a business card, or if anyone's gotten that new Apple card, the thickness of it, or you can literally get a, a dot, almost like a sticker that goes on the back of your phone. It's like a credit card, and what it does is it shows all your necessary info. No software is required. So it's similar to a digital business card. You basically Hmm. can touch anyone's phone. It uses NFC. Now, if you wanted to buy enough of them, you could hand them out, but you don't need to. The point is that you get a dot website, and your phone reads it on NFC. It automatically opens the website. It can link them to it where you can send them updates. But the really cool part about it, It can be used for business. It can be used if you're creatively sending stuff or sharing things. If you walk into a meeting and you want to share a presentation, you can just dot it to everybody. You don't need their email. You don't have to worry about sharing it through email. It instantly transfers that info. I'm going to go buy a couple. They're very cool. And I want to try it out at some conferences coming up. But check it out. It's called the dot card. 
dot.ca. It's actually dotcards.net. Checking it out now. Yeah, dotcards.net. So, David, Lone Beam and Pavant. We keep hearing about Lone Beam's unbelievable automated income calculation. So, anyways, Tavant has integrated with them. Many others have. Check out what Lone Beam's doing. We've talked about them a few times on the program. Thought that was pretty cool. There's been an acquisition, by the way, if anyone hasn't seen it. Nope. Uh, Ice Mortgage Technology acquires eVault Technology from Doc Magic for their eClose solution. Basically, it's an eVault solution that will provide them with everything they need to store a digital mortgage and notes. Very cool. And it obviously is how Ice Mortgage Technology is pushing more to that automated secure digital closing solution. So that was pretty cool. Last week, David, Garth Graham, we all know Garth, well, the Mismo mm-hmm. virtual conference, he had a segment where he shared a whole bunch of great details, talked about technology, and he has posted a link. You can go to the Stratmore website or you can see it on LinkedIn. Uh, I think you can still see what he had presented, but you can also ask him any questions. So Garth Graham is a great resource and always has great information and opinion. So if you want to check that out or if Garth and want to reach out to him, please do. <laughs> So we've talked about Access Lending Academy. Paul Gigliotti had had started this up. There's a bunch of people. There's a post he just put out there, diversity and inclusion. And no matter who you are, someone has opened a door for you and helped you grow. And so uh, take a look at Access Lending Academy. There's a lot of great programs, educational, creative, and a comprehensive path to education, especially in our industry. You were talking earlier, David, about all these new people getting in, right? And we've talked mm-hmm. about some incubators and some cool things. Well, Access Lending Academy is another way to break in and get the background you need to, to be able to get that great job. Brian View, president of Finlocker, he just mentioned to me that they are launching their mobile app. They are a white-labeled consumer financial app, for those of you who don't know. They've got an entire borrower experience where you're adding financial data. You get educational info as a borrower, credit score monitoring. The best is that you get a, a borrower readiness report, a spending analysis, and it stores all your docs. And you as a lender, it's white labeled. And they connect with many of the technology solutions out there today. So you want to check out FinLocker. If you're not, their mobile app is definitely something cool, especially as borrowers are now moving more natively mobile on everything that they do. And remember, iPads are considered mobile as well, even though they're mm-hmm. acting more like a desktop today. David, Radian, get this. We talked about blockchain. Radian debuts Title Genius. They have launched it. It's basically a direct-to-consumer service that will give a simple, transparent, and secure way to order title insurance and closing services online. And they're saying it's backed by their, of course, these are the PR words, right? Their patent-pending technology solution built on blockchain. It's the first in a series of genius branded services that the company is putting out to the market. So giving more power, transparency to the consumer is what we're all looking to do, right? With the educational advisement that we provide as loan officers, so check it out, Radiant Title Genius. How do you change LOS systems, David, right? That is a hard topic and it's a hard process. Yeah. Well, the company I work for, Open Close, JP Kelly, the president and co-founder, was interviewed by the MBA, and he's got a whole bunch of feedback on there about companies and their feedback and changing on the LOS space, major business drivers, biggest mistakes they make, how to be ready to make a change. So no matter what platform you're looking to change to, you want to read this article because it provides what lenders are saying, the reason that they've made those changes. And it doesn't matter if you're an LOS provider or an appraisal service provider. All of this information is impactful and important to your business. So check it out. It's online. You can read it. David, again, I wanted to mention Disrupt or Be Disrupted next week. 
in Orlando, NBA Florida, secondary conference. It's going to be a lot of fun. Lastly is I want to hear from you. I heard from a couple people this week. I want to know how do you reset priorities, right? You got so much email about all the projects you're working on. You've got all this in Slack. You've got Microsoft Teams. You've got Zoom. You've got Google. It's like nonstop. We'll never get to inbox zero. But how do you reset? How do you manage? Is it you work Sundays, get ready for Monday? Do you have someone help you with your email? I'd love to hear from you. You had to get in touch with me. It's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, at TMS-advisors.com, or you can reach me on LinkedIn. Outside of that, David, looking forward to today's hot topic, and have a great week, everyone. I'm going to. I'm getting some emails in already for those that have gone to several people jumped out to dotcards.net and uh, they're already on there. One question that came in was regarding near field communications. Or another question is, is I'm sure it's answered on this website, but do two people each have to have the dot or if you have the dot, you can push it to any smartphone. Is that correct? That's correct. Only one person has to have the dots. It's one to many. That's good. And I knew you'd come up with an expression for that, one to many, we've heard before. Here's the question. Does it have to be touched in order for it to work? I don't know the distance, but you do need to be close by. And I quickly went to the FAQs while you were mentioning that, David. There is a list of compatible devices in just about every iPhone model going back to the 10 iPhone X. Even iPhone 7 and 8 are on there. And then even Google Pixel, Galaxy, Samsung, all the devices. So all you need to have is one of those more recent devices and you just dot it and it automatically pulls up on their phone and they've got your customized branded page that Dot's got. Looks like they've got, I don't want to say hundreds because I don't know for sure, but it looks like they've got hundreds of templates or in the tens of templates. There's definitely a lot. And it's only 20 bucks. Yeah, super cheap. Super cheap. Man, got to get this. Got to get this. I'm going to get this for all my people. Get my people to have this. This is a cool stuff. Alan, great stuff. You got people? I've got people. You you be one of them. You be one of them. Uh, Alan, right, you got people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how, how can people email you if they want to provide you feedback and ask about, have you heard about this? They can get a hold of you at Alan, A-L-L-E-N, at TMS-advisors.com. Alan, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate the update. And uh, this dot thing is pretty cool. Thank you. A lot of chatter already on that, on the text messages that are coming in. All right, folks, that wraps up the uh, market update segment for this week. We're so thrilled that you're here. Hey, I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors. We've got Finastra, CMLA, Indicom, Accelerate, Mobility, MMI, Modex, the MBA, Knowledge Coop, Lenders One, Mortgage Collaborative, all of the other sponsors. Check them out on our website, on the homepage, as well as on the sponsorship page. Next week, we've got Josh Friend joining us of Accelerate. Josh has always got so much to share on how to capture and work with the consumer. So when you have a lead, you got an existing customer relationship, he will help you re- capture that or hold on to that. He's also going to tell you how to work with your pipeline more effectively. He's got a great technology, but I really want to bring him back because his podcast that he did the last time he was on is still getting crazy amount of downloads. So we definitely looking forward to having Josh Friend back from Incelerate. Folks, I really enjoy putting on this podcast, but One thing that rewards us is when we hear from you. We love hearing from our listeners and we'll take your ideas, your suggestions for how we can do this better. And also we receive your suggestions on guests that we should have as well as heads up on what's going on in the industry. So please share this out with others. And again, thank you for being a loyal listener and sponsor in the sense that you're sharing it with others. Appreciate you. Have a great week. Look forward to having you back here next week. 
You've been listening to Lickin on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.